Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashline from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Kyle Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Howdy, y'all. This is terrific Tanya Heathcote from the beautiful state of Tennessee wishing you better brain health. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is Shirley May, Cincinnati, Ohio. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Rick and I live in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. This is Cheryl from Hawaii. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, aloha. Soul here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. Performance-based contracts. Marsha, you've got a yummy question to kickstart us with. Yes, I do. I guess I will start with the question, what is your definition of a contract? It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Good start. I see contracts, whether they're written or spoken, I see them as a form of a bond, a bond between two or more people that come in agreement. Agreement. Okay. Good. I like that suggestion to find a two-word phrase for a performance-based contract. What came to me was win-win. Mm, mm-hmm. Win-win, depending on the number of participants, but and it's a win. It's a win for all parties. So give me an example, David, of a win-win contract by and of and for just you. Just for me. Okay. I vow to increase my energy by performing an exercise routine every day that takes me 15 minutes. That raised energy benefits the whole world because it creates a positive ripple effect for me. Win-win. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. I wanted to be clear on the win-win thing. Okay. Who would you like to go next? (laughs) I'm going to say Rick. Well, I don't really know what a definition of a contract is. If we look at legal definition or what, I guess we're looking at what we consider a definition of a contract. And I keep going through my head all the contracts that I've had in my life. A contract is only as good as who you have it with. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. So you can write anything down on a piece of paper that you want or have any agreement with anyone that you want. But if the person is unethical or immoral or whatever you want to call it, then there is really no contract, whether they agree on it or not. It doesn't really matter because they won't fulfill it. So I don't really know what the definition of that is. Okay. All right. Are you passing it on to Cheryl? Sure. 
I guess that my definition of a contract would be an agreement that either you made with yourself or with someone else to do something or whatever you agreed on and both parties agreed at the time that it was taken into effect, I guess you would say. So there's overtones of mutualness in there. Is that accurate? Yeah, and I would like to pass it on to Carl. An agreement you have with yourself. Like I have an agreement every day that I will get up and I will exercise. I will meditate before I even talk with people. Now, some people may have an agreement with, say, another person that they have to be on a call or at a certain place at a certain time. Oftentimes, it's not written down, but it's something that is a mental note. But an agreement is like finding contract with the person. The way I see it is like if someone is supposed to come and do something for me and they come by and they don't do it right, I'm to tell them so. Or it's supposed to be written in a contract stating this is how it's supposed to be done without any fluctuations. The only ones I ever have is with myself. I must get up and I must do the things that make me stronger daily. So, Carl, are you using the word agreement and contract interchangeably? It is more or less mentally, physically. So an agreement or a contract in your mind are one and the same? Yes. Okay. More ingredients to our soup. Good. Well, I'm going to pass it right on to Ms. Chris. My definition of a contract. Keeping my word when I say I'm going to do something. Whether okay. it's for me or whether it's for somebody else, it's following through on what I say I'm going to do. Okay. So aligning word with deed. Yes. Beautiful. Marcia, did you give your definition? When I look at the word personal-based contract, it's a promise I'm making to myself. So it's an agreement written or spoken that I make to myself and that takes action. I can't have a contract if I'm not going to take action with it. So that's basically how I look at a contract. Aha. So there's a component of doing from what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. Okay. And Kareem? I would define a contract as a specific, keyword being specific, set of agreements at specific times. The reason I think specific is so important, sometimes it helps to have really, really solid goals for what I want to do and get them done in a timely manner. Okay. We've got some great ingredients here. What are themes that you all are hearing? I'd like to pick everybody's consciousness. What comes to your mind after hearing all these different definitions and flavors is there a constant, a theme amongst them all? And if so, what is it? Marsha, I'll kick it off with you, and then you can hand it off to the next person. I believe the theme for me that they are making an agreement with themselves to do something. Okay. I heard that an agreement or a contract is like a commitment they've made with themselves or with somebody else. Beautiful. Rick, what was the common denominator that you heard amongst all the other definitions that we gave? It seemed like the common denominator was mistrust because mm. the, everybody had to make a contract with themselves and sort of put it down like on paper so they could make themselves accountable for what they thought they needed to do to get results. That's so you threw a new term in there. Mistrust is what you tickled out of all the well, other prior I don't know what you call that if you're not confident in yourself or you have to write stuff down and tell yourself what to do and then make yourself do it in order to get a result. I don't know what you call that. I don't know what the definition of that. Define it as you will. Okay. What did I just do? There are nine people on this call. Nine different versions of contracts were given. Seven different themes were brought up. I got it. Okay. Ding, ding. Uh huh. Pull up a little light bulb. Each one of us, we are individually 
defining our own, what we consider a contract, being team seekers, and that is really what a contract is, really what is defined by us. We've created, the common denominator is we all have our own version of what we consider to be an acceptable agreement. Beautiful. Other reflections before I uh, hit you in the face with a cream pie? Right now, you're asking us questions, so I'm looking at that as tasks. (laughs) Let me put it in a different perspective. Do you have a story of a time where you thought you had a clear agreement with someone? You assumed you had a clear agreement with someone. And it came to pass that that clarity and that agreement did not align in any shape or form. Which one? The military contract, uh, every hospital contract I worked at. I was trying to think of a valid contract that I ever got into. I had a contract that they were going to pay me 10% of the improvements that I made to their business, of all their businesses, and I made a half a million dollar improvement to one business. Do you know that they had 80 businesses? Do you know they wouldn't pay me for the 80 that they applied it to? And it said in the contract they had to? So I got paid $1,200. I was supposed to get paid $80,000 a year for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Wow. I got more of them. I can keep going. (laughs) So, like, if you get in bed, this is what they say in business, if you get in bed with someone that's unethical, it's your butt. So you have to watch for that. I got into a multi-million dollar business with a good friend of mine who is dead now who was a Princeton graduate. He had two doctorate degrees, four bachelor's and two master's degrees. Basically, he sued me for making his business $80,000 in 90 days. (laughs) Crazy. Because he was immoral and unethical, and I didn't realize it when I got into business with him. There have been numerous times where I thought I gave clear instructions on what I wanted, when I wanted it, how I wanted it, what I would pay them for, blah, 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 blah. Didn't happen. And the reason why is I never sat down with that person to talk about the very contract we are doing. We started out our journey tonight with a whole bunch of different ingredients. My point, starting out a contract, shouldn't we all be on the same page before we even Start writing the contract? Yeah, Yeah, that might help. (laughs) So as we begin this journey with contracts, I'm going to ask each of you to really stop and think about how contracts take something that's, mm, it's not quite concrete yet, and it makes it concrete. And what I mean by that is, if you've noticed in your journey that you've taken so far, is we have cycled between really concrete things and really fluid things, haven't we? See? When we started out in Chapter 1, we looked at what? By going through all of our material belongings and then... Your stuff. Yeah. Your stuff. You went on a treasure hunt. You went on a treasure... You can touch it. You can taste it. You can see it. You can smell it. You can hear it, right? It's tangible, right? Right. Concrete. From a shamanic standpoint, I took you through the rock phase. Solid, earth, rock. And then I started getting a little porous, and we started looking at skills. Right? Right. Now, those aren't quite as solid as a chair or a hammer or a car or a trophy, right? That's right. So my point being with contracts is I'm going to give you a heads up in our next month's journey. This month is going to be very concrete. (laughs) This month is going to be able to take that which might not be able to touch, taste, feel, see, or hear, and we're going to move it into the concrete. You will be able to touch, taste, see, hear, or feel it. Follow? Questions so far? Follow. I like it. What is your gut telling you about this month? I think it's telling me to honor the connections I have with people and the trust 
that people have with me and that I have with them. It's really getting me to look at when I say I'm going to do something to do it or when someone tells me they're going to do something that I expect them to follow through with it. Because then if there's no trust, there's no relationship and there's really no point, in my opinion. You've got to be able to trust who you're working with, for sure. You've got to be able to trust people in your life. Chris, I'm hearing you say that this month you're going to really dive into the deep pool of trust. Yep. Okay. Since mm-hmm. we're talking about concrete, I'm thinking the first thing people need to really look at is the reality, their own reality. I had to look at my own reality when I first started this. Mm-hmm. I had to really take a very good look at what I wanted and take a look at that reality that I was in because my reality was one that I needed so much to change. I wasn't even sure if it was something I could do in reality. Wow. But I took a look and I said, hey, for years I have been basically living on my credit world and I wanted so much to change that. When I started in Pay Me What I'm Worth with Christina's class, I made a contract to myself to change things for myself. The only way that change was going to happen for me is if I did my work and I took the actions I needed to take to make this happen for myself. This is the very first year, in all honesty, that I have been paid my worth. And I think that statement that I made in class last week is, right this very minute, right now, whether you know it or not, you're being paid your worth. (gasps) What a statement that is. I mean, I think about that and I go, wow, for five years, I actually wasn't being paid anything, really. (laughs) What the heck am I doing? And I decided I'm going to change everything and I'm going to focus on what I need to focus on to make the change, to get this class together. I, I'm going to be really transparent with everyone. I stretched for this class to take place for us. Some of you know my situation, some of you don't. And obviously, there were so many times in my past five years before this class started that Being that I was living on credit, I also had to still ask my mom for help. I needed to change that. That had to change or I was never going to see the reality I wanted to see. Never. And for the first time when I started class, that was when I started really seeing that hope of that change coming to fruition. So I realized that whatever I needed to do for myself, I was going to focus on what I needed to do to grow myself, to really understand, pay me what I'm worth and all the teachings that I'm learning from it, all the perspectives. I have never been in a program that really covered half of what you cover, what you truly teach in how to grow your worth, how to grow my worth. To be able to pass that on to someone else, to be able to learn how to make a contract with someone. It's coming from the heart. All this that I'm learning has really affected me and it's coming from the heart. And I look at everything that I'm doing and I say, Now I truly understand where the gratitude is. I had not been paid for so long. So I knew that it was action that I really needed to focus on. It was growing myself that I really needed to focus on. And I got focused. I truly got focused at that moment. I could go on, I could go on and on, but it's just like that flowing grace. When it came to me, I really got into that, the whole program of Pay Me What I'm Worth because it changed my world in that way. And yet I know 
that when this class ends, I could be right back in that same situation if I don't get my own class going. So I understand that. I understand what I need to do for myself. Marsha? Yes. May I offer a perspective that will take some of the pressure off? Sure. Am I accurate in saying that team seekers, yes, they have paid you financially, but what they have paid you in the form of growth, awareness, stretching yourself, far exceeds any dollar amount they could pay you. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. What I Therefore, have learned. what they're paying you continues for the rest of your life. Absolutely. It's timeless for me. Absolutely timeless. What I have learned through everyone. The perspectives are unreal. <laughs> I don't think I've ever received so many wonderful perspectives that have taught me to grow. So, Team Seekers, I invite you to take just this moment, if you would be so kind. If you're in a position where you can close your eyes, please do. If not, no worries. And I want you to hear from me my gratitude for helping Marsha Sortino blossom. You're the soil and the water and the light that this amazing flower is blossoming. And just if you could imagine me bowing before you right now, see a bald-headed man bowing before you. In this month, the rubber meets the road. (laughs) (laughs) And there's already been a couple of blog posts where there's been rude awakening that (sighs) those little fictions, like Marsha was talking about, the fantasies of living in credit world, all of a sudden, whatever fictions that I'm living with or you're living with this month, those fictions are going to be like gnats against a windshield at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Marsha, what's yeah. been your trick to really nurture your explorer in those times where your analyzer just is clawing and begging for the light of day? <laughs> what's been my trick actually I believe it's focusing on my growth it's been my trick right there focusing on my own growth on my own worth really exploring everything about myself also all the concepts like giving and receiving and balance and gratitude and ethics and integrity And putting it all together for myself in one big picture, that changed it all for me. I mean, I really saw timeless gratitude within me. I really started feeling it. I saw myself in the giving and receiving because I am doing that. I'm not just, let's just put it this way, I'm not just taking I am in the action of giving and receiving. I can talk about giving and receiving, but if I'm not in that action, how am I going to understand it until I get into that flow of taking that real action with it? That was key for me. Marcia, is it safe to say to get there, you really had to go back down to the fundamentals? Oh, yes. Yes, I really did. And the fundamentals meaning, like we did at the beginning of the class, I asked you all to share your definition of contracts purposefully. I wanted you to see how, what's that game, tell the story at one end of the town, and by the gets to the other end of the town, it's a completely different story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, yes. Taking a moment in our own time to reflect on what that word contract does on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level for myself, for yourself. To just, when you hear the word contract, does your sphincter tighten up? (laughs) (laughs) It used to. (laughs) 
so you get this ball in your stomach that is like, right? Right. What's your relationship with that word? Not good. (laughs) Contracts aren't good because you're born into a contract. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. How many of you enjoy running water? Yep. Plumbing, that's a good thing to have. Now, in order to have running water, what do you have to do? You got to be a plumber, dude, and you got to catch the water from the air, and you got to hook up a 12 volt pump and pump it into your house. <laughs> For those living in a city environment where catchment water is practically oh. illegal, you how do you get your water? You got to have a contract. <laughs> yeah. You pay a bill. Right? Yeah. Same with hydro. Whether that's in your rent or whether that's in your municipality bill, there's a bill involved, right? Yeah. How do you pay that bill? Money. Where do you get that money from? Working. Contracts, 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 contracts. Right? Yep. Does anybody ever play with dominoes? Yep. 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 Give me an example of a time you played with dominoes. You stack them all up, and you touch one, and then they all fall down. We always did that. And regardless of how elaborate the domino game is, once that domino starts falling, it will impact all the other dominoes, right? Yes, sir. The law of motion. So let's make it real. Let's make this really real. Team Seekers almost ended before it started. Remember? Yes. People broke the contracts. Um. So Marsha, to keep this going, had to do what? Make a new agreement with Seoul University. Yep. And what happens when people alter the contract, it's not just altering the contract with Marsha or Seoul University. It's altering potentially the contract with each and every one of you. More than one member actually not stick to the contract because they dropped out. Of course, that rippled on to everybody. Then I had to ask you folks. I had to come clean with what took place. Then you folks stepped up to the plate and you decided to share in the loss of the people that we had that had originally broken the contract so that I could cover my payment to Seoul. So I really am grateful. I have so much gratitude that you were willing to do that. So what happened when we came up with the price that you all are paying every month, we made the assumption that everyone who agreed and signed their contracts would make their payments on time. When one contract fell, her fee changed. When the second contract fell, Marsha herself stretched herself, absorbed that, so that this class could continue. I normally would say, Marsha, let's take the stress off. Let's put everything on hold. Well, for me to do that, that would have meant last September, all of you would have gotten a notice saying classes are suspended. I didn't want to do that. I felt a commitment to see you all through this 12-month contract. Even though I personally have made zero dollars, Soul Dancer has never been paid for this class. My assistant has, my hosting services have, other people have, but I haven't. (laughs) Tonight's class is a flavor of getting real when it comes to contracts. I walk this notion that many business leaders think I'm crazy. I walk this notion that the more transparent I am with you, the more integrity I have with you. Many business leaders tell me I'm a fool for being as transparent because they would take what I have shared with you and use it against me. My model of pay me what I'm worth is I know that I'm paid besides financial. How do I demonstrate that with you other than doing it? I had discontinued other classes because I didn't sense the commitment that you and Cheryl 
and everybody else has made to this class. I sensed that commitment. That commitment is currency. And it would be unwise and foolish of me to squander it. So I can feel when somebody, and you can see their passion. When you create a contract, and I'm speaking when I've done it before, or I have gone to pursue something as my degree in computer science, I knew I was going to get that degree. I knew I wanted that degree. I knew I was going to go to college. And yeah, I went into quite a bit of debt for that. But I knew at the end, I would have something way more valuable than what I started out with. And not only did I get out of the debt, I created something that I can use for the rest of my life. And I still not only use it professionally, but use it to help people, use it to help myself. I understand now that it's not necessarily the debt or the risk. The biggest risk is taking is not fulfilling a contract that one, I may never have the chance to get again. If I didn't jump on Pay Me What I'm Worth, if I didn't jump at the chance to meet Marsha, chance to meet Chris, I wouldn't be here. If I didn't jump at the chance to work with computers also, I wouldn't be here. Beautiful example of how we look at the benefits that happen down the line. Down the line, next chapter, ethics and integrity, word equal deed. I'm preparing you all to look at, is your word your deed? The best way I know how to prepare you for that is looking at contracts. Contracts are agreements. They're different than expectations. I have no expectation of any of you. Meaning, if all of you just decided to like, well, this has been fun. This call was a little too intense tonight. Marsha, I'm kind of done. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. <laughs> but at the same time, the agreements, as I look at my agreement with you, I have agreed to be here for you for this class. Yeah. I have a strong commitment to do that. Wow. That commitment is based on my agreement with my teachers. My teachers recognize and have helped me see there's never, ever the potential of me financially paying even one of my teachers a fraction of a fraction of a fraction financially what I think they're worth. What they have caused me to help find a balance is soul. If you can be of service to help other people wake up to their potential, figure out what that is, and that is your eternal payment to me. To me, that's exciting. You all are stepping into your potentials one way or the other. Have you had this feeling that there's this potential happening that whether you like it or not, <laughs> whether you like it or not, the wind is beginning to fill your sails? I found the universe always jumps when I wanted to do something like a contract or I wanted to commit myself to something. And maybe I didn't have the training, the funds, the ideas, the connections, whatever the resource. And the universe, God, whatever belief, has always found a way to make little, like it helped Marsha shoveling the snow. An example I had was I had a friend who helped me when I was going to get this job, helped me find the place that I needed so I could start continuing my career in computer science. And the cool thing about everything that I've gone through, the power hour, this class, becoming who I am, the universe has always found a way, even if I can't make the contract, to make the contract work somehow. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I have this underlying trust that if I want to commit to something, but I'm a little scared, but I know I want to commit to it, the universe is going to jump in there and say, hey, I'll hook you up. <laughs> and honestly, my example of that is I really wanted to teach a class. I didn't know enough people to start working at me and Chris, and then all of a sudden I'm talking to Marsha, and then my friend Francis Richardson's like, hey, this person wants to, and this person, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Thanks, universe. So it really does work, whatever it is. <laughs> I call it the cosmic order taker. 
Can I, can, like I that. Pick, can I pick on Cheryl for just a second? Sure. Cheryl, I want you I to want pretend you that you own a restaurant, and because you're a little shorthanded, you're also taking orders that day. And I come into your restaurant, and I sit down, and you come up to me, and you go, so, have you made your decision yet? And I just look at you, and I go, what decision? What can you do for me at that point? I would ask you what sort of things that you liked, and I would help you decide what you wanted if you needed to. I would take the time with the person and help them if they needed any help that they needed. Since they were okay. there, they probably were hungry and wanted something to eat. So let's run down this pathway where after 20 minutes of you getting really in quite specific detail on all that you have to offer and what I could select from, I still don't know what I want. Then I would just give you time to think about it and tell you to raise your hand and say, hey, I thought about it and I decided. Perfect. So now... I decided, and I give you my order, and you write my order down, and you put it into the kitchen. And three minutes later, I wave to you, and I say, oh, can I change my order? What would you do? It depends on if they could change it or not. I would change it for them if I could change it for them. And if not, then I would say, I'm sorry, but the cook has already started making it, and it's too late. And so let's go down the assumption that the cook hasn't started the order yet, and you put in my change for what I wanted. Okay? Yeah. I would thank you for that. And then five minutes later, I raise my hand and tell you I want to change it again. Then what would you do? The same thing. <laughs> the same but at thing. some point... If it was possibility, and if it wasn't, then it wasn't. So you're saying at some point, once the cook starts cooking it, it's locked in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, think of a decision. Think of an agreement. Is you giving an order to the cosmic order taker? No matter what the agreement is, no matter what the contract is, that order is being put into the cosmic kitchen. Right? Follow? <laughs> yes. Now, I've known people that on Monday, they've made this decision. On Tuesday, they've tweaked the decision. On Wednesday, they've tossed the decision out and started a new decision. On Wednesday, I mean, they make so many changes that the, quote, cosmic order, I don't know where the hell they're at. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned on a couple calls that you had kind of a weight issue going on. Did yep. you write a contract, a consistent contract, and put an order in? to the universe that I'm going to lose X amount of this and X amount of days and sign up with yourself just like we did? Specifically that way? No. When I was sitting okay. on the doctor's table and he told me I'm two weeks away from being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, there was something inside my body that went, uh-oh, something clicked. And what clicked was is I got out of living in fantasy world. <laughs> and the fantasy world is, is I'm young and invincible. And when I made the decision, when I put my cosmic order in to stop drinking two cases of Coca-Cola every three days, what? two cases, 48 cans what? of Coca-Cola every three days. My roommate was like that for a long time. The weight That's started brutal. coming off. Wow. The point to my story and the Cosmic Kitchen thing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, no matter what contract you write, be mindful that you're putting that order out. Do you really want it? <laughs> and so, if so, watch out. <laughs> Well, I've been listening for a long time tonight. You just finally got, this group just finally got to where I've been this whole, ever since I started into this chapter. Clarity. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. 
if I go back and I look at what I've been paid for what I've been worth, every single instance, let's go right back to the timeline. It started at three years old. My clarity has been all over the map. I've had no clarity, no clear image in my mind, no clear feeling of what I want to have in my life, no clear objective, no clear path. When the path did get clear, it was because I stopped long enough to find peace. And when I got that peace, this divine inspiration came in. I mean, it was divine. It was like, holy cow, that's it. The one time I wrote that down was what created every opportunity I've ever had. That one time when I got Bingo. clear. <laughs> that's why I'm a teacher. Yep. Yeah. That one time I got clear. That excites me, David, because clarity mixed with direction is the pathway to blowing open potential. Yeah. I hope you're seeing that your journey that you're on, have you begun to even remotely sense your potential? Yeah. For me, yes. I, I can answer that. I, I started, that yes. I just started exploring and learning different skills. If I wanted to learn something, like making videos online, I thought was so cool in my head. For a long time, I let the analyzer tell me it was too difficult or that only other people could do those skills. One day I sat down, I had some spare time, <laughs> and I'm goofing around, and I create a video. I put it on YouTube, and I'm like, I don't know, people are probably not going to like it. And everybody had fun with it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to create more. I'm going to learn how to do something else next. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's jumping out of planes. Maybe it's wrestling sharks. I don't know. But just going out and seeing what else can I do? What other skills do I have? What other potential do I have that someone or myself told me? Let's sit back and analyze that. Here's a <laughs> list of reasons that make no sense, Kareem, why you can't do X, X, X. I don't know. Maybe I'll start doing, like, weightlifting competitions next. You can't do and, that. You're too short. And, Kareem, <laughs> I imagine that analyzing you were doing. David, you weren't doing any analyzing while you were not feeling the potential, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Writing down you know, six notebooks. The, world, the, the notion that just came to me is, how in the world did I ever think that analyzing the crap out of something was going to change anything when I wasn't even clear on what the hell I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, tapping into this turning point, capturing this moment of just off to the side, bam, you see something, you turn your head, you think you're going to see it, and then it disappears. Your potential is our potential, each person's potential, my potential, everybody's potential, is always right in front of our noses, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> But let me throw doubt out there. Let me throw shame. Let me throw guilt. Let me throw worry. Let me worry. throw the chaos committee. Let me throw all this crap in your way. <laughs> I can silence all that, though. I just take the jump. I don't sit there and go, oh, well, I'm about to give a speech. What could go wrong? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, all right, I'm getting in state. Going out there, I'm going to have a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Yay. Multiplying that amongst all team seekers. Team seekers, I pray you're beginning to feel not only your individual potential, but you as a team. When you coalesce your combined skills and you tap into a collective potential we all have stretched in ways that, again, I don't know how I can demonstrate to you more clearly my gratitude other than showing up for this class and giving you everything I have. Word equal deed. As you begin to start thinking about Chapter 8, Explorer versus Analyzer. Your analyzer, once again... When we start sitting down and you have a silent moment and you think, what does the word contract mean to me? 
you might want to just cut your analyzer loose and see where that goes and then give yourself a certain amount of time. You might say, all right, for the next 10 minutes, I give my analyzer permission to rip the hell out of the word contract. And then make sure a buzzer happens or something happens. Okay, 10 minutes is up. And then let your explorer play with the word contract before you do the upcoming exercise so that you really begin that balance of feeling the power of a contract. Something that has really impacted me in tonight's call is the road for self-forgiveness for the contracts that I've broken with myself and others. That road for self-forgiveness has opened and it's going to be an easy journey to forgive myself. Thank you for the conversation tonight. Woohoo! Tonya, that's fantastic. Mahalo. Yes, mahalo. I can remember when I signed the contract for pay me what I'm worth to myself. And that was honestly the first time I had read a contract in its entirety and understood what it meant and was going for it and took a picture. Because for the most part, when employers or people or when I got a car or any of those other life events, there was like 500 papers that were like, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. I got good at making scribbles that looked like my name. Half of the stuff I signed, I don't know what it said, which is actually really bad. Pay Me What I'm Worth was the first time I actually sat down. There was no pressure. There was no rush. Nobody was trying to get me to analyze a bunch of documents real quick and sign it. At least this class, I can say, I took the time, read it, I took a picture of it, sent it into Marsha, I knew what I was actually getting into because I was signing it to myself. It wasn't just something I was trying to sign so I could get something else out of it. So that clarity, Kareem, set the stage for you to really be in an exploring space, yeah? Yeah, it did. My aha, really, with contracts is that on the external of doing a contract, external forces around me, I feel that a contract has really given me that perception of freedom to choose, freedom to be able to see myself doing and actually have that roadmap because that's what this program, Pay Me What I'm Worth, actually did for me. It gave me that sense of freedom, that sense of choice, that sense of there's a roadmap I can follow. Thank goodness there's a roadmap. Internally, that contract really whispered in my ear, here is where you get to really explore your full potential. That's what that did for me. My true and full potential is really based on the contracts I'm going to make with myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that out. <laughs> so I see contracts in a completely different light because I see more of that divine self looking at contracts for myself and saying, yeah, I can make sacred contracts for myself soon. That sacred contract is going to be sacred for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm curious, Marsha, when you talk about the external contract Mm -hmm. and the roadmap, is your sense of commitment based on future speculatives, meaning you're hoping for this and you're hoping for that, and Or is it based on what you've personally experienced and witnessed in your own life? Personally experienced and witnessed. It's like I'm taking all the pieces of the puzzle and I'm looking at all the missing pieces that I had and now I'm able to place it together for myself. I'm able to take all the concepts that I'm learning and really understand who I am as a person who I am, what I am made of, what I know I can do for myself. Whereas I never had that feeling before. Like David says, 
the clarity wasn't there. Well, the clarity came from me when I really put my soul and heart into growing myself and understanding worth and working on it. I really worked hard to really understand what am I worth? How does worth and giving and receiving and balance, how does that all fall into place? I didn't have that picture before. I didn't have all the pieces there lining up and and then it just wasn't there. And is these pieces lining up because you have all this external validation from team seekers? No, it's because I have validation within me for myself. Uh Whatever anybody in team seekers decides to do is fine with me. I know what I have to do for myself and what each and every one of you have to do for yourself depending on what you want. What do you want is the question. I had to answer that. What do I want? And I know what I want. I want to keep growing my worth. I want to teach. That's part of what I really want. And who knows what else is in there because I'm seeing beyond that where I'm seeing, wow, once I'm certified, wow, the networks that I'm going to be meeting, networks of other people that really get it, and I'm going to be part of that. (laughs) (laughs) And just to be clear, Marcia, you and I have had multiple discussions on the fact that I'm constantly reminding you that Pay Me What I'm Worth is one of endless number of things that you can use in your tool belt. Yeah? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I say that, ladies and gentlemen, because the worst thing I can do is somehow think, oh, Pay me what I'm worth is the one and the only. No, 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 no. Let yeah. that go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because should you decide to go forward, and if you all decide to start teaching, you're going to morph what's going on and pay me what I'm worth in your own way. And that excites me. It's yours, not mine. You're going to create a whole new tool. That'll be fun. <laughs> Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.